up and praise him. Hallelujah. Living sanctuary for Jesus. You may be seated. Chapter 24, verse 18. I'm just going to read through this whole passage till the end of the chapter. The Bible says, And Gad came that day to David and said unto him, Go up, rear an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Arona the Jebusite. And David, according to the saying of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. And Arona looked and saw the king and his servants coming on toward him. And Arona went out and bowed himself before the king on his face upon the ground. And Arona said, Wherefore is my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor of thee, to build an altar unto the Lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Arona said unto, the, unto David, let my lord the king take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be oxen for burnt sacrifice, and threshing instruments, and other instruments of the oxen for wood. And all these things did Arona as a king give unto the king. And Arona said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. And the king said unto Arona, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing. Come on. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and a plague was stayed from Israel. Amen. Well, tonight I just want to briefly just look at some principles that can be gleaned from this mainly from uh, verse 24. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just humble ourselves tonight. Lord, we want to receive your word just with humility and just to embrace it, oh God, to embrace the cost of, of revival, oh God, the, the cost of, of praying through, Lord. We just pray that that you would work and move, do a miracle, Lord, in each one of our hearts, that we might be the men that you've called us to be, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so my title tonight is just, I guess, the cost of revival. That's just basically all it is, you know. But there's a few principles that I'd like to point out in this passage and just bear with me because I didn't I didn't don't have much habit tonight. I've just been working 
hard to um, get together anything. So, if I repeat myself, you know, you know, I believe I heard from God. Amen. Come on. Amen. So we want a revival in this modern age, but the problem is we just want to just go to the microwave and, and heat up a sermon, heat up a prayer, Come on. whatever, just recite it, leftovers, pull it out of the fridge, stick it in the microwave. We want revival like that. But that's not the way revival comes. And if you look at what we are looking at for revival, we're looking back to Pentecost. Amen. And what happened with Pentecost, we looked, there was 10 days of prayer. Okay, that's essential. That's very important that we see that. Of course that's there. But it wasn't just 10 days, okay? There was three and a half years before That's right. when those tw- first those 12 disciples were enrolled in the school of Christ. And for three and a half years, the Lord Jesus Christ dealt with every motive, every carnal thing had to be rooted out until that final day when they were ready for the Holy Ghost to come. Amen. It took a mighty long time. To get them ready, you know. So, and, and that's what we have to do. We just have to start doing the will of God right now. It may not happen tomorrow that revival comes. But it will come if we will continue with Jesus. And many people, they weren't there for Pentecost because they fell away. But right. Judas didn't make it to revival that's right. because he fell away. That's what will happen to some of us. If we fall away before God, God wants to fill us. But if you just give up before that happens, you're just going to be a castaway, and you're going to you're going to perish. Sadly, Amen. We live in a generation of just convenient Christianity. We we want it to be convenient for us. You know, it's let's make it as easy as we can, but let's not have any sacrifice or any self denial. Let's you know, and I know in our church we preached. Living by faith, not by feeling. But that's the modern church, and that is what wants to come here. That spirit of Antichrist, that's the devil. He's trying to infiltrate every single true church of God to live that way. That's what he wants. That's right. Amen. Prayer must be personal. You know, we see with David here in this passage, he had to buy this threshing floor. It had to become his possession before he could sacrifice it. He couldn't sacrifice somebody else's stuff. It had to be his own. And then you can't live off the prayer of your parents, your pastor, your authority, or anybody. Thank God if people are praying for you. But you've got to pray through personally or it's not really going to do you any good. Amen. You cannot live off of someone else's prayer. You can't live off of their prayer history with God. We thank God for men like Brother Britt that have lived for Jesus for 30 years and prayed for 30 years. But you can't live off of that. Right. I'm thankful that that is a blessing in this church. But it's got, we've got to have our own yes, sir. history with God. That's right. You've got to establish your own prayer life and your own devotional life. Amen. King David let's see, that's Amen. Everything that is worth something costs something. Amen. You know, and I was just thinking about recently, you know, our central bank, they just, with the strike of a key, they can inflate our currency by trillions, you know. They just, they create money out of thin air. And I was just thinking how it's worthless. 
You know, that the money they're creating is just absolutely worthless. It's inflation. That's what it is, if you understand it all. And I'm not up here to attack, you know, politics and government, but we understand that they are creating a worthless currency. They're destroying our currency every time they do that because it doesn't cost anything for them to do it. If they had to work to do that, it would be worth something. If they had to go mine the gold out of the ground or the silver, whatever it is, it'd be worth something. And so the principle I'm just trying to make is that if, it, if it's worth something, it's because it costs something. That's right. That's good. Amen. Nothing is free in this world. There's no such thing as a free lunch. You know? And salvation was not free. You know, we, we thank God that it is freely given to us. But it was not free. Jesus shed his precious blood. Amen. Prayer is not free. Prayer is spiritual labor. It is going to cost you something. Amen. My natural body, it's always going to want to just rest and take its ease. You know, I'd like to just take lunch break and we could just talk and we could take a nap maybe. <laughs> you know, that's the natural tendency. We've got to deny ourselves. That's right. And that's in the natural. But in the spirit, okay, you get home from work. What do you feel like doing? You feel like just going to lay on the couch, going to sleep. You know, you've got to deny yourself, your flesh. And I know that prayer, it is to be a, a love. There is to be a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not denying that. But if you lose sight of prayer as a duty, you're going to cease to do it because you're like, well, I don't feel like it. So I don't want to do it. So I'm just not going to. It doesn't matter what the devil tells you you don't want to do. You choose to do it because you know you need to do it and you want to do what you need to do. You know, you've got to deny all that. Who cares? I do not care what the devil's telling me. I don't care what my natural feelings are. You've got to rise up and you've got to pray. Amen. But by the grace of God, I mean, I must deny myself and choose to, choose to pray regardless of my feelings. Amen. The cross is never cheap. It's deadly. That's what it is. It's going to cost you everything. Amen. Another principle with this verse here, I was just thinking about our testimony. You know, and uh, last week that was dealt with, and I just want to deal with it again somewhat. You know, Arona, the threshing floor, the man that owned the threshing floor, he was a Jebusite. You know, he wasn't you know, an Israelite. He wasn't a Jew. He didn't necessarily, I, mean, I guess he was complying with all the rules there. So he could have been just a convert, a young, you know, convert to Judaism or whatever. Or he could have just been a heathen that was complying with everything under tribute or whatever. But I was just thinking how David, David sees this man, he's giving him all this stuff. He's like, just, you know, here's it all. But he's not going to create a stumbling block and show that that Christian, that his life, his God doesn't require anything That's of right. him, you know. He wasn't just going to take this stuff from the heathen and give it to God as a sacrifice. David, he needed to buy Arona's stuff at a price. You know, it's easy to sacrifice someone else's, you know, stuff or to present a cross to someone else. But it's a whole other thing to take up your own cross and pay the price of it. People are watching us, amen, to see if we will take the easy road. You know, that's right. that's what I'm trying to, to get at here. Amen. You know, there's a there's a high price to pay to serve Jesus. 
You know, and it's important that that principle is demonstrated in our testimony. You know, people are watching us. You know, that's that's what we've been getting at. You know, they're watching you to see if you're going to take that easy road. You know, take the easy way out. You know, just go with the flow. Or if you're going to really live sacrificially. Many professing Christians, Christians just live, they live the easy way. They have, you know, they don't have any personal cost or any sacrifice for Jesus. They may go to church, but they're no different than anyone else. You know, and that's, that's the challenge for us is we've got to live above the world. We've got, we're different. We're a peculiar people. That's why so few people really count the cost when they're, they go through a sinner's prayer, but they never, they didn't even understand that there was a cost of becoming a Christian because all the Christians they saw, they didn't live any different. That's right. As far as they can see, there's no cost to Christianity. They don't even know that that's in the Bible. You've got to count the cost. And that, we've got to count the cost ourselves, but we've got to demonstrate that, that there is a cost to Christianity. You don't just waltz up in here and become a Christian and live the same way, do the same thing. There's a cost to serving Jesus. There's a cost to worshiping God in true holiness. Amen. It's up to us to walk the way of our Master and count the cost and take up our cross and, and really deny ourselves. Amen. You may not have much but God is able to multiply your sacrifice. No matter what you have, you know, it's important that you get your heart right and are willing to pay the price and give it. You know, it's going to cost you everything. That's, the, that's one, another point we have is we preach on lordship salvation, lordship Christianity. Jesus must govern your life. I preach it every time I go on the street. And it's important that we preach it to ourselves yeah. because it's easy just to come to church and that's, you know, we can go through the rut of religion. Jesus has to govern everything. We've got to fully surrender every aspect of our lives. It's got to be completely nailed to the cross. Amen. Are you willing to pay the price and give everything to Jesus? You know, and if God, God can make a man out of dirt, and I think he, he can use you. Though how little you have, you may only have one shekel of silver. But God is able to work and move in your life. You're just going to have to trust him. Amen. This last thing, Leonard Raven will quote. An experience with God that costs nothing is worth nothing and does nothing. Amen. Your prayer life, if it's not costing you anything... Not gonna, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to change anything. Prayers that change things are prayers that, that change you, change your heart, and cause you, you know, to be changed by God. Amen. Let's go.
you know, I got home and I thought, well, maybe I can counteract some of the, you know, pounds that I probably put on using some chicken fingers. But I really didn't feel like it. You know, I was sleeping on that across my bed and I was like, I feel like laying here and fall asleep. And it took a lot of something out to get up. I finally went and did some jump rope. I don't know if it helped any, but it took a lot of them. But that's what it takes, friend. You're going to have to deny ourselves. That's right. We're going to have to, it's, you know, God has given all of us the same, he's, God has a currency. And he's given yeah. all of us the same exact amount of it. Time 24 right. 7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And what, how much time you put into the kingdom of God is, is how much you're going to get out of it, you know? And um, the more, and trust me, it's it's always far greater reward in what you put in, but it's going to cost you something. And uh, we lead busy lives, and especially I think this time we're going into this time of the year for a lot of y'all being grass cutters. I'm kind of like still partly that a grass cutter and a pipe fitter, so I'm busy right now, and it's easy to get caught up. It, to just you know let your eyes be focused on the things of the natural and trying to take care of. It. You know, watch Wesley today. He's running around. Just I mean, every boss seems like in the company calling him. Every he got three foremen in the job, four duties helpers, and we're all you know like he's trying to put us on this and that. And he finally goes, oh. And what is God's got so much stuff in my mind? And that's the, the attack of the enemy is to get you so distracted, not that he was distracted from Jesus, but so distracted that you don't pull away and look up to him and get your eyes off of this world. And if you're not continually doing that, then you're going to backslide. That's what's going to happen. But we need to be, you know, no, no one ever had revival not spending time with Jesus. Anybody who's ever had personal revival, corporate revival, Whatever it may be, any type of revival that's ever been had, it was big with people who spent time with Jesus. Right. Now, all the way back to that, the book of Acts, the Bible says that the, even the Hebrew <coughs> took note, these men have spent time with Jesus. And none of us are going to have a revival without spending time with him and counting the cost and paying the cost for it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's stand here tonight. I'm going to ask Brother Timothy to close this prayer. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, word. We thank you for your spirit, God. We thank you, Lord, that we can come, God, yes, that you Lord, ever live to make intercession for us, God, that we can come by the precious blood of Jesus that the, the veil has been rent, Lord God, and we do ask you to help us, Lord, to enter into the Holy of Holies, God, to draw near to you, Lord God, to seek your face while you may be found, God, to knock, Lord, and we know, God, you will open, yes, God, you will answer, Jesus, God, yes, thank you. and we will, oh God, be faithful to ask, Lord God, in faith. And just ask you to help us to live for you the rest of this week, God, and to come back tomorrow night to worship you. In Jesus' yes. name. Amen. 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 Praise God. We love you. We'll see you all tomorrow, Lord willing.